This is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Syraclad, featuring one-on-one interviews with designers, contractors, city managers, and civic leaders, as well as thought leaders committed to sustainability, innovation, and solutions that are attractive, affordable, and create healthy living environments. Our podcast eliminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven solutions brought to industries, organizations, and our communities. The Architecture and Innovation Podcast is underwritten by Syraclad. The Syraclad Rainscreen Fiber Cement Siding System, a proven track record of performance in Japan for nearly 40 years. Zero chemicals, triple coated and factory finished color layering. The ceramic and photocatalytic coat provides 365 day self-cleaning and a 20 year fade limited warning. This high performance siding system serves as an honored innovation with parent company Panasonic and Kubota. For more information, please visit syraclad.com. Our guest today, we're honored, we're really honored and excited to welcome Revital Kaufman Meron, architect and principal of Beacom Design. Born, raised, and educated in Israel, Revital received her Bachelor of Arts diploma from Tel Aviv University in 2003, magna cum laude. She spent four years in Boston specializing in residential design, from high-end single-family residence and vacation homes to high-rise and mixed-use projects, complementing her design experience with a strong, I love that, strong interest in technology. Revital is also well-regarded for her contributions to the field. Bokum Design has received the Best In-Service Award from House for six consecutive years. For more information, you can visit her website at becomedesign.com. That's B-E-K-O-M design.com. Revital, welcome to you. Your show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a real honor. Oh, it, the honor is ours. We spoke uh, before we came on uh, the show about, you know, what is a quote or a mantra that you really value? And I'd love to hear. Uh, I love yours. And I'd love for you to share that with your audience today. Yes. So the the quote that has been following me since my beginning is uh, Form Follows Function by Louis Sullivan. And throughout the years, I, I've been thinking about that mantra and how I can uh, translate it to my work. And um, the one thing I added to the quote in regards to my work is form follows function, follows client. Uh, the way I see it is form is subjective, function is subjective, but um, the interpretation of this subjectiveness should not be mine. It should be the perspective of the person or people that are living in that home. And um, when my when my business partner and I, Susan Bowen, we started our first projects back in 2009 here in California, in the Bay Area, um, at the time it was additions and remodels, Uh, We basically made three fundamental and conscious decisions. And I will tie it back to the form follows function after those. (laughs) Um, The first one um, is staying a practice and not a business. Uh, We chose to to stay a boutique firm. And the reason for that was uh, we like to keep our process with the client, an intimate and personal one. Uh, We're only four people. 
and we grew from two, <laughs> which were for a few years, for several years in the beginning of the practice. Um, our client only talks to one person and it's one of our principles. So they only see one face throughout the process. And the second decision um, goes to the word custom. Um, we really believe that a home, and we do call it a home, we don't call it a house. Uh, it should be tailored to the person that will, will live in that house and that will experience in that house, experience that house. Um, and you do, if you look at our portfolio, you do um, see several, a variety of styles. We do follow the directive of the owner in terms of their, their style. Um, the third decision that we made was we're designing the way we see it is we designed the entire property. We designed the entire lot, not just the house on it. Um, so it includes all the outdoor amenities, um, pools, pergolas, barbecues. Um, we really believe and see the lot as an extension of the house, hmm. basically an untapped additional square footage, which is um, very valuable in the Bay Area and in general. Um, and especially with, with the weather over here, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. So the experience that you have should not only be indoors, but it should be outdoors. And the outdoor, the indoor-outdoor connectivity, they uh, impact each other. So um, and a, a part of that um, kind of decision is we also do the interior design of the house. And again, this goes to not only um, the way you feel when you're in inside your home, but also how it ties in to your outdoor. Um, and then, you know, you have an indoor kitchen, you have an outdoor kitchen. We, we call it in the same names. Uh, we have, you have an indoor living room, we have an outdoor living room. Um, in terms of style, there is a common thread in our projects, even though um, it, it, there is some sort of variation. Um, and that is a more modern aesthetic. And that goes back to the forum follows function. Um, we do tend towards um, the modern style. And you can see it not just by by the design, but also the layouts that we choose. Um, it does go goes it does go to our sort of architectural upbringing. Me and my my partner, my mm -hmm. business partner, um, we were as you said, born, raised, and educated outside of the U.S. Um, we are more passionate towards towards the modernistic, the modern style, um, but it does go does help us in a sense of that um the form affecting the functionality i mean big glass big doors um when you pull them open the in the outdoor becomes part of your indoor mm -hmm. the um, high ceilings that extend out to patios 
uh, the patio covers, the floors that extend and become your outdoor patio. So all these are kind of um, the essence of modern design help us in in create the function and the feeling that we would like the people to to have in their home. Um, those basically three decisions also affect how we engage our clients. Uh, our first meeting with the client is not even about design. Hmm. Uh, we talk about the dynamic of, of the home and anything from, basically it's a list of questions, anything from how many bedrooms do you want to um, where do you spend mo most of your time in the house? Um, what, where, which rooms do you want to be more kind of intimate and private? Which rooms will be kind of gathering areas to the house? Um, um, who will be living at the house? A lot of our clients, you know, have elderly family members that will stay with them. So we want to make sure those are accommodated. Their needs are accommodated. Um, and... We come to these meetings already prepared. I mean, we don't we don't even give a proposal be before we went to the site, gauge the site to see the views, the topography. Uh, we speak to all the departments to understand zoning, easements, setbacks, um, building department, planning department, public works, fire department. So we, we have all that information before we even um, discuss uh, taking on a project with the client. Um, and when we come to that first meeting, we already kind of did our homework and we know mm -hmm. that we need to gain um, their perspective on what they would like for their home. And then we combine them with all the kind of technical opportunities I don't like to call them restrictions. Uh, challenges is good. Solutions is better. Um, so we kind of gather all of that in the in the process. And um, another reason to do that is basically we 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 dive into a more intimate level with the clients in terms of understanding their needs <clears throat> and. Um, we like to continue the entire process like that. Um, basically have them feel at ease in the process because, you know, it's, it's a huge thing for, for a person to, to think about their dream house. We're the professionals. We know how to interpret all the technic technical aspects but it is very important for us to guide them through. There's a lot of pressure. Uh, there's a lot of stress associated with it. So um, basically the way we see our role is kind of taking them by the hand and showing them the options and explaining to them, um, kind of reducing the stress and making it a more, not maybe not fun, yes, fun, so kind of a more calm experience uh, where they really get to enjoy um, designing their own house. 
Um, to do that, we from the beginning, we, um, we only use 3D softwares. Um, and that's kind of where harnessing the technology comes into place. Um, I really believe the entire property and home should be designed in 3D because every aspect affects the other. Uh, the ceiling should be designed according to the uh, layout, the um, architectural articulation reflects what happens inside and the connections between the indoor and the outdoor, the every small detail, starting from, you know, the layout of the kitchen to where you're going to place the TV uh, will affect the way you experience your house. And it needs to evoke the right emotions. Um, and that is, that is according to what the client's dynamic, uh, house dynamic and, you know, what, what they would like to feel in their house. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Ravital, this is a, a nice show. I'm also going to introduce uh, or reintroduce our show, which is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast presented by Syraclad on location. And uh, to visit Ravital's website, feel free to go to becomedesign.com. That's B-E-K-O-M design.com. Now, it sounds like the process, Ravital, of, of the, with, work, with residential, is it similar in commercial and mixed use as well? So we've done uh, a few um, commercial interiors. Uh, we kind of um, keep it to a project, one project every year or one project every two years. Um, it is a very similar process for us, although the we are taking into account a different line of feedback from the client. Um what does your company represent? How would you like to present your company? What are your values? What are um, the key important things for your employees? Uh, a lot of the times in a lot of our projects, our employees are the employees of the company are actually involved in the decision making. Um, and the goal is the same to create a space and um, we regard the workspace same as the living space that um you will feel you know invigorated to work hours are long especially in tech so you know we we focus on not only um the desks and and the ergonomics but also you know what are the retreat areas in the office that you would like to have um so the process is very similar. There's an additional layer of questions that are added to the process. How is your, uh, you get that form follows function, follows clients. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, yeah, follows clients. When did you add that in? Or when did that really become a real, a real um, mantra for you? It was very early on. I mean, when I was working in, uh, in Boston, it, you know, and the the high rises and uh, bigger residential projects that doesn't really come into play. There is a bigger 
kind of picture to those. Um, but when we started the, the private residence, which is basically when I moved to California, I was actually approached by contractors um, that were looking for um, designers to help them. Um, I think when you start working with clients and families and you get to know them, I think that's when it started to come in to the picture. Um, and from the beginning, um, I felt that, you know, I have the knowledge, I have a certain style, I have the means to express, um, but it's, it's not my ego. It's not about my ego or what I should think it, it I, sh I think it should be. Of course, you know, I, I'm the designer and I'm the one that um, kind of leads the whole process and putting in my opinions and my perspectives into it. But the, the homeowner should be the one that, um, that guides me because it's their home. That uh, solutions are better than challenges. It's the first I've heard of that. Can you share with your audience uh, why and how that came about for you as well? The word I dislike the most is problem. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I, I work with con contract. We follow up the construction project. So I'm there at the house daily to make sure or daily or weekly to make sure that the design is built according to the process that I went through with the clients because I have the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. um, so, and as you know, um, there's things that happen in the field, sometimes vary the plans a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I am there to, to guide them. Okay. This is, this is how it should be done. Or, you know, this wall is two inches off, then we change this. And when you get a phone call from a contractor or a subcontractor, and the first sentence is, there's a problem, <laughs> that is not a good way to start the conversation. So even in the design process, um, you know, when, and when we have some sort of restrictions, I only speak to the client when I have a solution. I think there's always a solution. And it just goes back to alleviating the stress of the project. These, you know, the projects span over two, three years, four years for, for the large high-end homes that we do. And um, it should be a pleasant process to everybody involved. I love that. There's always a solution. How would you approach that when you do hear that? Because not everybody is, majority of people are not trained to, to think that way. And how do you approach it when you do say, no, we, we're looking for a solution here? Well, it starts from the very basic. The subcontractors and the contractors know that when they call me, because we have a, a you know long-term relationship with, with a lot of these contractors. Um, they already know when they call me, they say, we have a challenenge. Hmm. Or oh, so it's, they do. Okay. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's challenge. just the word. The mm -hmm. word. I tell them, 
you know, change your wording. Let's start with that. And then um, we kind of troubleshoot it on site. And maybe, you know, the, the cabinet needs to be smaller or maybe this floor was supposed to go that way and then there's no challenge anymore. Mm -hmm. So everything is solvable, everything. And that, that's kind of my, my approach throughout life. And I think it also reduces my stress level. <laughs> um, yeah. I love that. Everything is solvable. I mean, think about that. That's just remarkable. That's, that really ought to be at the forefront of everyone's mindset. It definitely wasn't mine, so thank you for introducing it. <laughs> but how do you get your clients to think along that same mindset? So it's um, presenting. First of all, I, I have yet to say to clients, we cannot do this. You know, if they want uh, a certain room to be located somewhere, if they want, you know, they have a, some clients have a very specific, um, have very specific kind of program that they want to the house. I have yet to say no. Um, I show them options. Okay. If this is what you want over here, then, you know, we can modify the program and, suggest something here or, you know, lengthy discussions with the cities. Um, we have very thorough knowledge of the zoning ordinances that in the cities that we work here in the Bay. So um, trying to kind of, you know, look for, I wouldn't call it loopholes, but <laughs> um, kind of using the zoning to get the clients what they want. Um so finding ways to to get the client what they want um and we always joke in the in the firm that um you know we're 20 percent or even 40 percent politicians uh when it comes to dealing with uh, the municipalities and the code and the contractors and the subcontractors and you know, we're not a hundred percent designers. Wow, that's great statistics, especially quantifying that. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast with Siraclad. We're talking today with Revital Kaufman Miron of Beckham Design. For more information, feel free to visit BEKOMdesign.com. Our public service announcement for today's show is the Habitat. For Humanity. The Habitat for Humanity's mission is seeking to put God's love into action. The Habitat for Humanity brings people together to build homes, community, and hope. Their vision is a world where everyone has a decent place to live. For more information, feel free to visit their website at habitat.org. Again, that's habitat.org. Work. Again, we're uh, talking today with Revital Kaufman Miron of Beckham. Am I saying that correctly? Beckham? Beckham. Beckham, like Beckham. Like Beckham. Like David, yeah. Yes, Beckham <laughs> Design. Uh, you can find them at Beckham Design. And feel free to say your website as well. 
It's www.beckhamdesign.com, B-E-K-O-M design.com. Perfect. Now, how, uh, how much does sustainability work for you and your, a lot of your projects? Very much does. Um, we have done um, passive house. Uh, we are always mindful of the energy efficiency of the house. We've worked with uh, introducing uh, air filtration systems like um, Zender. And um, it goes part and parcel with the requirements. Uh, homes are going all electric, in the, at least in California, uh, new construction. Um, so we put a lot of thought into that. Uh, we get uh, professionals to do um, the HVAC design, electrical design. And um, we also make room for additional insulation. We do use a lot of glass um, as part of kind of the modern aesthetics and higher ceilings. Um, so we balance that with... Um, you know, high rating, good rating windows and glazing, additional insulation. Um, passive houses was a wonderful experience for us. Uh, we would really love the house to be kind of self-sustaining in terms of the, the environment. And also, um, it's not just the short-term budget, which is the actual building of the project. It's also the long-term of how people use in their house. So solar, um, you know, again, it's becoming mandatory or it is mandatory in California, but it's also about, in my design, allow, allowing the space to have uh, multiple means of keeping the house energy efficient and self-sustaining. How about if you're at liberty to share, you don't have to mention names, but uh, uh, examples of a project you have done and uh, the feedback you received. So um, in terms of uh, sustainability or correct. Yeah. Sustainability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, we've done a pass the passive house we've done is in Sunnyvale and uh, it was a great collaboration with uh, multiple consultants uh, it included um, not only the solar special insulation air filtration systems, but also in terms of the site design uh, systems like gray water um, and basically looking at the entire site in terms of how we can preserve water, um, preserve energy. Um, so the solar, uh, we always accompany with batteries um, in a very specific way um, in compared to the use of the house. I mean, there's, there's certain standards when you do the batteries and how you allocate uh, which breakers are going to be backed up. Um, but it also goes to the dynamic of the house, uh, which goes back to the way we do the process with the client. And so far it's, 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 on all the projects, because all of them, um, we used, uh, we did another uh, house in Palo Alto, which was with a prefabricated metal house. Mm. Um, and that was, had by definition, uh, extensive layers of insulation, um, a very thick perimeter wall, exterior walls and special metal supports. Um, so, 
we kind of fused it into the design of the house, the layout of the house, because you need to compensate between square footage and, and the actual living space that you got. Um, but focusing on getting as much energy efficiency on that house and implementing uh, a variety of solar solutions. We have a pool in that house, which in California is a wonderful thing to have. Mm -hmm. um, so maintaining both that and the house on a solar system. Um, and so far the clients have been really enjoying their space, uh, which um, Excellent. is humbling to me when the yeah. clients love their houses, but also their, their efficiency is wonderful. What would you like to share as we close out uh, your show today that we may not have talked about for uh, for a moment or two? Uh, architecture is a very big part of my life. And um, I'm very fortunate to be able to do something that I love and for so many years. Um, so I think it's just about being blessed for being able to to work in a field that I love and that, you know, I'm passionate about and every day is, um, is exciting. Every detail is exciting. Every, you know, um, kind of new details that we make at the firm excites me. So I'm very fortunate. Excellent. And how do you feel, uh, how do you feel about podcasts like these that, uh, have a focus on architecture and innovation? I think that is wonderful. I think we can all learn from each other, all the professionals. Um, I listen to podcasts, including yours. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's, it's a wealth of knowledge for me. Um, I, I, I see other architects and other firms and other designers as an opportunity to learn something new. And I just love it. And we're always looking for, um, materials and anything from envelope materials to interior materials that, you know, can bring our designs forward. Excellent. Well, Revital, it's been a pleasure and a real honor to have you on our show. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tom. It was a wonderful experience for me. Thank you. You've been listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Sierra Club. Our guest today has been Ravital Kaufman Meron, architect and principal of Beckham Design. Born, raised, and educated in Israel, Ravital received her Bachelor of Architecture diploma from Tel Aviv University in 2003, magna cum laude, complementing her design experience with a strong interest and practice in technology. Ravital holds expert knowledge in Revit and is significantly involved in the BIM community. For more information, feel free to visit BeckhamDesign.com. That's B-E-K-O-M Design.com. The Architecture and Innovation Podcast is recorded from the office of Cyraclad in Redmond, Washington, and on location. The executive producer and host of the show is yours truly, Tom Dioro. Our chief audio engineer is Eris Chikopoulos. We look forward to you joining us again next time. Thank you for listening. Cyraclad is a high-performance fiber cement siding system in one size with triple coat technology and 365 days of self-cleaning, along with a 20-year fade limited warranty. Cyraclad also offers hundreds of design options. For more information, feel free to visit cyraclad.com.